my 5G on my Straight Talk um, service, which is owned by Verizon apparently now. But I wanted to come on here uh, while I wait for my bus. I got about 17 minutes before it shows up. Um, but I wanted to reply to basically what a lot of people have been saying from last night. Um, of course, uh, as you know, um, over the weekend, one of the big wrestling news stories in the wrestling community and IPC internet wrestling community was the social war of words, if you will, the social war of words and attack on, um, on um, NY206. The social, the social uh, war, war of words, an attack on JD, uh, JD from NY206, by Jay Cargill and many members of the women's AEW locker room in Rossman. And basically, they tried to defend the fact that, you know, JD didn't know what he was talking about. That... You know, he should just leave well enough alone and stop being a mark. You know, stop trying to act like he knows what he's saying and doing and, you know, resign in his mother's basement and all that. And, of course, you know, this got under J.D.'s skin. And like I said in a video that I did before work a couple days ago, he did not hold anything back. He did not hold anything back. He went straight forward and let them know how he felt. Let him know that no matter what they say or do, he's not going to say anything. Because, believe it or not, you know, he has a foothold in the wrestling business. Him and Jason Solomon, Solomonster, because they are the play-by-play team a majority of the time for House of Glory Wrestling. And that one of the things he could take to heart and be proud of is that many of the wrestlers that uh, contracted, not fully, but basically... Uh, contracted on a monthly basis or whatever, or a bi-monthly basis, whenever they do events, you know, he takes the appreciation and come to Jason and ask for their opinions. Ask how they felt about the match, what they believe, you know, these men and women could do to improve, and what basically JD and Jason would do differently. So he's proud of the fact that he has that under his belt. He is. He is proud of that fact. But, the thing is, all he did, you know, being JD, was give an honest opinion. You know, he came out and said, look, I do not want to see this matchup. And the way he said it was, oh, please, dear God, no. And what happens? He basically feels that in a way, even though he didn't say it as much, he got set up. He got set up for a blatant attack by these women. From Jay Cargill to Rebel, uh, you know, from Ty Mello to Britt Baker. You know, he, he basically felt like he was set up for this attack all because he gave an opinion. Well, just like a lot of these women came to Maria Maria uh, came to Maria Shafir's defense and Jade Cargill's defense you know as well a lot of YouTubers came to JD's defense 
including his co-host, uh, not co-host, but his co, co his co-color commentator at House of Glory, uh, Solomonster. He came to his aid, and also just Alex. Just Alex came to his aid as well, and just Alex. Um, you want to talk about somebody that basically didn't just, you know, uh, base, didn't just come to JD's defense, if you will, over what was said. But you talk about a guy that basically took the opportunity to say, look, you know, as much as I want to fault, and he does, you know, fault, you know, Jade and Marina Shafir and all the other women for, you know, starting this with JD all because he had an opinion on not wanting to see a certain matchup. Um, basically, he took the opportunity to come out and finally address an issue that he has felt needed to be addressed for a while. And that is the booking of AEW as a whole. Now, he's not going to deny there is not any bright spots in AEW right now. There are. Storyline-wise and match-wise and everything, there are some bright spots. But it's the way certain things are booked that, you know, is making him question, you know, whether or not Tony Khan is wearing him out, wearing himself out too thin and will not do what's right and get himself a team. A team he could basically take the responsibility, that he could have take the responsibility, you know, off his shoulders. You know, but apparently he doesn't, you know. He's not doing that. I mean, yeah, he's getting some teams together, but not the teams, you know, that he needs. Like, he's getting some teams together behind the scenes and all that to help out and help, you know, help out the, the men and women on the roster and help grow the company and all that. But he's not getting certain people in the positions like what Triple H is doing. You see, Triple H, you know, he has a team together that reports to him with their ideas. And he's either going to give a yay or a nay or, okay, we'll see how it turns out and everything. And that's it. And if he likes it, he'll go with it. He'll give it a chance. If he doesn't like it, he'll say, let's scrap this. Let's go this way. You know? And his team will listen. His team will listen to him. Tony Khan's not doing that. Tony Khan basically is, you know, like I said, he's putting certain teams together in certain areas, but but not the teams that are necessary to where, you know, you get good creative storytelling, you get good creative character development, you know, and feuds, you know, and matter that matter, and um, and matches coming together that have reasoning, you know, not just thrown together for the heck of it. And you know, just out all of that, he pointed out all of that, but I think the one issue, in my opinion, I've talked about this before. I've talked about this before. The one issue, in my opinion, as to why Tony Khan will not, you know, address this issue himself, will not put the teams together that he needs to put together, like what Triple H is doing, to where these people present their ideas to him, and he's either cool with it, or he says, you know, that sounds great, but let's do this, or that sounds great, but let's add, let's try this with it, da, da, da. You know, he's not doing that. Instead... He's wearing himself thin. He's wearing himself thin by basically taking on the brunt of booking and writing the stuff himself. And why is he doing that? Why is he not doing what Triple H is doing? You know, 
young Triple H to give Tony Khan a dose of his own medicine, you know, the kind of medicine that Tony Khan, you know, uh, basically uh, doused. I, I wouldn't say doused, but um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, basically Tony Khan uh, kind of, you know, um, I guess you could say fed into, basically, um, what's, the, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, he kind of initiated, basically. He provoked. That's the word I'm looking for. He provoked. You know, Tony Khan's getting the taste of his own medicine because now Triple H, he's not holding any punches back. He's not holding any punches back. And he's basically saying, look, you know, I'm going to put together a team that I know is going to, you know, listen to me and I will hear them out and we'll, and that together over time we're going to make ourselves you know, a great not just for the WWE fans, but for wrestling fans and entertainment fans in general. And Tony Khan is getting a dose of the medicine, of that same medicine he dealt out, that was the one I was looking for, dealt out to, tri to Triple H on NXT and mostly Vince McMahon when Vince was running things. You know, and apparently by giving, by getting a dose of his own medicine, basically getting karma thrown back in his face, you know, he can't handle it. He can't handle it, and now he's trying to basically prove a point. And that point, as I've talked about before, is what everybody has finally called him out for being. And that's a fan, a super fan. And that what he's trying to do, in my opinion, by not making the right decisions, by not getting, you know, getting a team together that he needs to get together, you know, for his own benefit, for his own sanity, if you will, you know, and the benefit and future of AEW and Ring of Honor as whole, as a whole, if you will. The reason he's not doing what Triple H is doing, which is allowing WWE to have, you know, a reinvigoration of, you know, a reinvigoration of supremacy, a reinvigoration of being the place you want to be at. And you're finally, once again, giving back that creative freedom and independence to the talent that you said that had... You basically would lie that they have, but didn't, and now they're finally getting it like they should have in the first place, and all that. You know, the reason Tony Khan is not doing anything that Triple H is not doing right now, Al, that's, again, making WWE be, once again, the place to be, is because Tony Khan, and I've mentioned it before, is trying to prove that fans that actual wrestling fans could do a better job at running a wrestling promotion than people that have had years of experience in the business. Whether they've been in the ring, you know, for multiple decades competing and learning behind the scenes and stuff like Triple H, or they've grown up in the business because their father, you know, owned, you know originally owned the promotion um, that evolved into what is now known as WWE in the cases, and that of course being the case of a Vince McMahon. I mean, despite what you, how you feel about a Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon in his heyday, let's look at it this way, Vince McMahon in his heyday, in his prime, if you will, we're talking, I say along the lines, Federation, bits of new generation, but mostly attitude era Vince. This Vince McMahon, and even parts of Russell Aggression Vince, this Vince McMahon, I'll put it this way, from, I would say, 85 
to around maybe 20, 2002, if you will, 2003, you know, whatever the case is, you know, I'll say this, you know, that, that Vince McMahon would basically humiliate Tony Khan just like he humiliated Eric Bischoff in WCW. He would put them out the pasture. Tony Khan would not be able to stand a chance against that Vince McMahon of 85 to basically 2005. He wouldn't be able to beat him. He'd get his ass kicked from pillar to post. And he knows it. He would know it. I mean, Eric Bischoff knew it. I mean, Eric Bischoff knew, hey, the moment they brought in Mike Tyson, oh shit, we're screwed. He knew it. All it takes is that one moment. And this time, this year, that one moment that it's taken for Tony Khan to be thrown off his his pedestal, his throne, if you will, not, not just happened once, but happened twice. It happened the first time it happened this year. Cody Rhodes went back to WWE and went back as, as we saw him in AEW. Same entrance, you know, same theme music, same presentation, you name it. And then the second time he was thrown off his pedestal was when Triple H took over because Vince McMahon had to retire. He had to step down amidst all the controversy he was going through. And to further, and to further cement that, a spokesperson talking to those at Fightful and Wrestling Inc. and everything have confirmed that Vince is done, done. He is not coming back. No matter what Tony Khan or others may think, he is not coming back. He is history. So if Tony Khan thinks he can still get away with this BS that everybody's calling him out for now in the past 24 hours, you know, because what? He believes Vince is still running things? The guy's out of his damn mind. He's out of his damn mind. And what he's going to do in the end but not doing what's right is he's going to hurt his company, he's going to hurt Ring of Honor, and he's going to basically by extension, you know, hurt any of the partners internationally or that he has because he's not waking up and realizing that yeah it's one thing to be a super fan against a delusional senile 70 plus near 80 year old Vince McMahon that still thinks it's the golden age and still thinks what he likes others will like and they don't because he doesn't realize times have changed you know Tony you know Tony Khan has to realize that things have changed because now he's up against somebody that's going to want to take his head off, not just because of what he did to him on Wednesday nights, not just because of what he did to him on Wednesday nights, in the past, in the past, if you will, but mostly because of the fact that Triple H wants to bring the WWE back to Providence. You know, he wants to bring it back, back to Providence. And Tony Khan needs to wake up and realize that if he's going to have any chance at keeping AEW relevant, if he's going to have any chance of getting a TV deal that he wants to get, he needs to wake up and stop acting like a super fan. That is what's hurting him. Because like I said, it's one thing to be a super fan and compete against somebody that still thinks... You know, what ha what worked in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s and all that, you know, on occasions, 
would still work today because he likes it, he believes others will like it. You know, it's one thing to go up against that person and basically prove, hey, see, I know what the fans want because I'm a fan myself and I'm proving I can do a better job than you. That's one thing. That's one thing to try to prove that. But it's another when you're trying to keep that same mindset going, but now you're going up against somebody that's going to basically want to rip your head off to not only take away your audience, take away your hype, take away your momentum, like you took away theirs, but if he had, but if he could also potentially take away your talent, you know, you're not going to be able to play that same kind of game against somebody that nicknamed the game that basically is out for domination in wrestling, period. So Tony Khan, there is no doubt in my mind, he has to wake up, he has to realize that things have changed. Things are not as they used to be. And if he doesn't, then whatever TV deal he gets next year, if he does get a TV deal for Ring of Honor and AEW, it won't be the kind of deal he's hoping for because word's going to get out that the ratings are down, viewership is down, attendance is down, all because Tony Khan won't do what's right and get a team to take the responsibility of writing and booking the creatively off his shoulders. All because he wants to prove that a fan could do a better job than somebody that's been in the business for years. And as I've said before, as I've said before, and others will agree, and if just Alex and JD watch this, they would agree that when we come out, when we as fans come out and say, hey, we could do a better job booking a show than so-and-so, we're not literally saying, give us the book and let us do it. No. We're expressing ourselves. We are venting how we feel. That's what it is. There's a difference between doing it and expressing and venting your frustrations. That's all we're doing. That's all just Alex ever did when he got sick and tired of Vince's screw, screwiness and stupidity, you know, when it came to booking. Same with JD, same with Solomon, the OTRS Central, you name it. They would say this not because they're saying, hey, literally give us the book, we'll show you how it's done. No, they were expressing themselves. They were venting their frustration. You know, and they didn't question decisions either sometimes. I mean, yeah, Vince would make some decisions that were stupid, but some he didn't. Same with Triple H. Decisions that are questionable, but most times, you know, they're cool. You know, nobody's ever questioned them as to why you hired a, cert a certain individual, a certain slap nuts, a certain, you know, my world individual that has a, that has a mixed reaction from the fans and, you know, as your business director. You know, they never did. Hold on for a sec. Yes, yes. 
sometimes contractualize. If your company doesn't, you know, redeem itself, doesn't build itself back up after this, then you won't last as long as this company and the other company has has Riverwind won't last as long as they as these contracts they've extended for the likes of Moxie and Jericho. Because honestly these contracts they'll still be in existence. You know, the AEW and Riverwind won't be if Tony Khan doesn't wake up and start doing the right thing. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Thank you for joining me live, and until then, I will talk to y'all later.